0: It's 5 get o'clock it. in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. <laughs> hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Well, I hope you have uh, packed your water today. I hope you're staying hydrated. The key to hydration and not getting cramps is actually what you do the day before. Harold Robinson told me that. Uh, welcome in, everybody. It is the Patrick Johnson Show. We're in studio today. It's a Mully Tuesday. The one and only Mike Mullis in the house with us here on uh, 94.3 The Game, the IBX Media app, and and all of our video platforms. Yeah. So everybody gets a look at
1: this handsome devil to sunburn
0: yeah you I played a, a
1: little golf today right yeah the sport works uh for the baseball oh, yeah. program a lot of fun played with former ecu legends warren gaspar and uh neil sears okay so a lot of fun there saw a lot of familiar faces Raised some money for SportWorks is uh what a great thing uh that that uh, that they keep going and you know chuck young was so so big in that and then uh, took a position out as a, as a pastor in the western part of the country. But uh, they've kept it going, man. Blake Hardigree, just another thing that, uh, that's on Blake's plate and does an amazing job. We I learned today he's uh, a great ops guy, but he's a phenomenal tournament uh, director. So uh, Blake is a man that wears many hats. But it was a lot of fun, pretty good crowd out there. But, man, it was blazing hot.
0: You played in the morning.
1: Played in the morning. and, and we I don't if know. If you if you were in the afternoon
0: flight no God. if there were one, you no, wouldn't no you wouldn't, you wouldn't be there? No go.
1: No, it's too hot.
0: You know what? what's and the I, hottest you can remember like participating either coaching or playing in baseball?
1: We were in Dothan, Alabama playing the Southeast Regionals after we won the American Legion State title, and I think it's the hottest I've ever been. And I, I will say that there's a one B uh, on the way to Cherryville for that American Legion State Championship. We stopped to work out in Elon. Mm-hmm. Okay, Elon that ballpark. Then you know, trees, tree line. Yeah. It is kind of in a, a little bit of a hole. Yeah, I, I typically during the summer I had no problem finishing BP. I couldn't finish throwing BP. I I, I like I thought I was going to melt. Right. It was man. It was hot. So. Those would be kind of one A, one B within about a ten day span of each other. Uh, today was up there top ten today. Yeah, top uh, ten day, real fill of <laughs> one sixteen. Yeah, so uh, oppressively hot, but good time I had by all, raise some money, and uh, you know what a great cause, and a, and, a, and again a great thing that. You know, that the Cliff and, and the whole staff at East Carolina does for those guys to feed them spiritually.
0: I have a lot of uh, baseball-related questions. All right. Mike Mullis, if you don't know, uh, analyst on ESPN Plus for Pirate Baseball. And he also uh, has one of the preeminent I, scouts. Is this right? Trainer? coach i mean you've kind of done it all i've you? done i've done a
1: little bit of all of it and just i mean just a huge when you thing say mully around here everybody knows yeah I, uh, <clears throat> for good or for bad you know it's uh but no <laughs> man look it's been a great thing and, and been a huge And this community being such a sports community and i mean look at this past weekend right with the, with you the young the ladies softball? oh i went down there it was great oh did you okay. incredible atmosphere yeah talk about hot it was hot yeah hey, you know and we keep talking about it's hot. it's august Right. Well, that's the thing. You it's know, supposed to be. They
0: hot. always say, "Oh, we're we're having all these days in the '90s." Well, it's July and August that's in North correct. Carolina.
1: That's correct. What do you expect? And if you don't like the weather, just wait a minute; it'll change. Matter of fact, as I was coming in, I mean, it looks like we could get some serious weather this afternoon. Yeah. But, but no, but my my you know my tie back to this community and the involvement I've been able to have in the game, and then the opportunity to, to you know to, to do games with you both uh, over these over at East Carolina, and then obviously the high school stuff we did. Right. It's just a lot of fun and. And like we talk about off the air and the same thing we say kind of as we go about doing these things, we're just going to talk ball. It, it's like it, two guys it, watching a game, two having guys, a beer, two guys talking ball.
0: And eating uh, some peanuts.
1: If they would let us have a beer, we'd probably do that. Well, you'd have a
0: re- glass of red.
1: I may have a glass of red and we'll just talk ball. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I I do enjoy it. And I uh, there's just so many things that go into a baseball game that the average consumer may or may not see. Right. And it's really cool when, when we can pick up on something and relay that, that to you know, to the viewers, and then they, you get those those words on the street when you run it. Man, I didn't see that. It was pretty cool, and you called that before it happened. and it was, You know, it's all good stuff. So, coming up on
0: uh, Friday on uh, Talk of the Town from Great Harvest, the players and the manager from the uh, runner-up, national runner-up, or world runner-up in the Little League World Series, the Pitt County team will be Uh, our guest at Great Harvest, so that'll be a lot of fun. I'm kind of excited about uh, that, but you went out there. What did you think of uh, this team? I mean, you know, they lost the first game, and then they they played an elimination game every game from there on out, and came from behind in all but the final game
1: you know when they beat th- th- that side of the bracket was incredibly difficult oh yeah and and to beat the texas team was a huge deal to beat the north carolina team was a huge deal they had lost to both of those teams at some point in the season or you know yeah the season this yeah. year in the tournament sure, play sure. uh so uh yeah no what a, what a great year for them and i mean look and go to great harvest and to get to do the show and have a little monkey bread and the you know all the sweets and the good stuff they have there so good for them and uh you know i PJ, the, the, we we kind of had this, uh, you know, uh, barroom talk, if you will. Is that the biggest stage that a team from Pitt County's ever been on? I think it's at the same level we had the boys, right, that one in got, that got right there. And I think it's, but th- they didn't play in the national championship game. I don't think. I think they were playing to go to right, the right, to yeah. the national championship yeah. game. So, I, man, what a great stage! And again, it's. We, we take it for granted, the, the, the level of success yeah. that, that, that we see in youth athletics in Pitt County. The
0: other big uh, sort of Greenville event, if we're talking, um, you, you can think back to some, obviously, ECU football games. But I also think um, there was that Virginia Tech Thursday night, kind of at late October game. Now, Pirates ended up losing to Virginia Tech. But that was, a, that was right before Thursday night football totally went over to the NFL and right. kind of lost some of its cachet, so it still was a big – that seemed like a big event.
1: You know, but the, the chance to play for the true national – I'm just, you know, from chip, chip, chip. the scope no, of a the national audience. No, I, I, yeah, and if we put that top ten list together, it'd be a pretty inter- interesting one. Obviously, uh, for a lot of fans, I Peach Bowl had to be yeah but that wasn't in north carolina though no 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 and i just but i mean in in general in pitt county athletics history right i just you know just a cool thing i they uh is just a bounce or two away uh, a couple tough plays i mean you you know you get one or two of those there and i'll tell you what i really i in, in being a coach and the skipper stayed with what got him there right like people oh, they're running him out of the inning listen no what got them there is staying aggressive on the base. Yeah. If they could get an extra bag, they got an extra bag. When you're talking about 12 year old athletes, the more pressure you put on them, the better chance things are going to happen, right? They're going to throw the ball around a little bit. That team from New York just executed at the highest level, and and they 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 won that. They put the pressure. They were right back equally they aggressive. Yeah. They, right. They won that that game. That wasn't a matter of uh, Pitt kind of gave it away or everything. Right. No. Both teams played great. The New York team just won it.
0: You know, there's we, everybody talks about Greenville baseball. Mike Mullis, it's a Mully Tuesday, as Mike Mullis is with us uh, here at studio here on the Patrick Johnson Show. We talk about uh, Greenville being a baseball town, and it, and it certainly is at various levels. But there's a really good softball history even that predates this, and, and yeah. pretty good softball played here. And this, I think this will only help and get people, get uh, girls interested in getting into uh, the softball program in Winterville.
1: Yeah, you know, and I had a chance to talk to um, out there on Sunday, Amy Gardner, who's a mm-hmm. longtime coach in the area, now at Pitt Community College, and and ask Amy, hey, what well, you know, is this the biggest stage for girls softball? And she goes, well, yes, because it's on ABC, and yes, because it's the Little League World Series, and and those things. But they've won uh, World Series titles right. in the past in the Babe Ruth side, right? So they're. Again, they're no stranger to the to the success, you know. And, and again, we do we do kind of we go to Elm Street and we we see what a jewel and we 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 you know little league baseball is is a very special um, I want to say entity not the right word but a very special what's the word It's it's uh, such a big part of the community every summer. Um, but man, the girls, the volleyball that's going on here. Yeah, that's true too. The, volleyball, you know, the, the the softball, and then go over to golf. I mean, you just had, you know, uh, John Rucker from uh, from out at Ironwood. His mm-hmm. son goes over here and lights it up at Greenville and wins the, the, I think it was a CGA event. It was his first win. Uh talked to John today. It's, you know, his son's senior year, and it opened up a lot of opportunities for him collegiately, but you've got right. him and, you know, Luke. And I know I'm going to miss a name, but Luke Mosley and, and Jack West. And, I mean, it just goes on and on with the – with the amount of of youth athletics that that go on in Pitt County at a very very high level, it's it's pretty incredible, and I would think it's very um, very unique to a to an area this size to have right. this many really good athletes. And we're getting ready to become a football town, right? Although we're a baseball town a right. baseball city, we, we look we're turning the page, and yeah, we'll, we'll still love baseball, and we'll look forward to coming back. But we're gonna be really excited not just about ecu football but about uh you know high school football cranking up and just the man again it's just a uh sports Illustrated hit the nail on the head sports town usa i think is very appropriate we've got uh
0: mike mullis with us here i want to get a break because it seems like a good place to stop so we're going to do that mully's going to be with us to the bottom of the uh hour and then coming up uh in uh, our third segment today uh we're going to talk uh with ecu's director of uh Fan engagement and uh, ticket uh, marketing and ticket sales. Uh, we're going to have Justin uh, Bear, I believe it is, oh. going to be in uh, with us. So we're going to talk to him, uh, talk about season tickets for uh, Pirate football. We didn't even scratch the surface. We haven't talked to any ECU baseball all no. season, which i got to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about this conference realignment because Mully <laughs> has opinions. And by golly, he needs to be heard, his <laughs> opinions, Jim. Uh, his wife... Wholeheartedly agrees. All right, we are taking a break. And when we uh, return, we'll have uh, more of our Mully Tuesday, the great Mike Mullison on the Patrick Johnson Show. All right, uh, Mully Tuesday here on the PJ Show as uh, we're in studio today. Coming up tomorrow, Jim Zoki will be on the program. We'll talk to Zoke about uh, everything coming up with uh, uh, the Panthers as they get set to head to New York to take on the Giants they looked awful against the Jets uh on Thursday Mike Swartz is going to be with us we'll talk a little pirate basketball with uh the head coach of ECU big uh excitement a lot of things expected uh in fact Stephen Igo had Riley Davis on his show today so you could go back and pick that up on the app with the podcast uh at uh our IBX media app couple clicks no commercial pre-roll it's free to download so do that You serious, Clark? I am. And then Friday, we have uh, Doug Martin will be with us. We're going to talk to him every Friday. Final show of the uh, season on uh, Fridays at 5 o'clock. We'll then move to 6 the following week when uh, Steve Logan returns to radio on Fridays. Fridays only. 5 Monday through Thursday. 6 on uh, Fridays starting next week. And then uh, we're also going to have Brian North that night to uh, talk to uh, Brian about the high school football season, which kicks off on friday so it's a big
1: big Man, rest of the week got a lot going on and it's a molly tuesday what a big deal coach logan coming back how cool is that gonna it's be it's gonna be exciting isn't it's it? gonna be awesome
0: we i interviewed him friday i don't know if you uh heard mm-hmm. it what well, am i kidding you listen to every word uh but if you missed it or you want to relive the magic molly just head over mm-hmm. to the app you've yeah, got it there it. the podcast right. is there the video broadcast is there the whole nine yards i was at the
1: working man's beach when i did that no that is uh, that's your uh that's your spot it is it is. The, the, I was, uh, we had a phone call, the Shibumi conversation. Yeah, we did. You should have, have, a, deal. You should have a deal with Shibumi.
0: I should. I actually, uh, if my guy Marty Askew is, is listing. I bought a Shibumi from him, a brand new one, because he said he thought he lost his other one. And so he put it for sale. So I Venmo'd him the cash, and I got to go down to Kinston sometime to pick it up. So hang on to it, Marty. I'm going to come there eventually and get it. I want my own Shibumi.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think... As avid of a beach goer as you are, you I mean you gotta have a shibumi.
0: Well, my own. You know? Right, right, right. I don't want who, the communal one. I yeah, want who, my who own. Who
1: wants a secondhand hand shibumi? <laughs> Nobody wants a second hand. But this is brand new. He's well, never used it. Well no, I get it, but you don't want to borrow somebody's shibumi. Right, right. You don't want to that's, use that's the, right the, the there, communal like, or the family uh, like shibumi you want to somebody's, use You know, underclothes gloves? yeah, no, no, no. Nobody's putting their hand in my glove. You that's a No, 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 no. Yeah. No. yeah matter of well, fact, why use your bat? Yeah, I mean, I'd live. well, it, it, not my wood bats. Right, right. Because right. I do not want them breaking. Those. Right, I understand. I'll that. break plenty myself. Right. Uh, but metal, I didn't, you know, and, okay. and a lot of times, it, it, back in those days, we didn't, you know, every player wasn't issued two or three bats, you know, so you you had like a, a 32, 33, 34, maybe a 35, and it was, again, very, very much communal. Uh, everybody grabbed a bat and went to play. But this is also in the days where uh, catching equipment, uh, you may, I may, especially in high school, I may start on the mound, throw five innings, the catcher comes to pitch, I go to catch. Because you guys would flip-flop. We'd just flip-flop, and I would put on the gear. And Stinky so you, equipment? and hey, get his sweat and the whole deal. And yeah. I, I mean, look, and we lived. I think my immune system is probably stronger for it. Yeah. Uh, now, as you got a little bit older and guys started maybe chewing tobacco or whatever. You didn't and want any smell, of that. It, man, well, it is what it is. You just go with oh, it. Oh, you but, go with it. Okay. Well, you don't have a choice. I mean, I, right. I would rather deal with the smell of somebody else's tobacco than catch without a face mask. I mean, good point. You know, So your options are limited. And these weren't these uh, hockey style no, face masks that are in now. These were, no, these were the Gary Carter kind of. <laughs> and we even had the ones with no with no separate helmet that was just like a built in kind of had a snap in the back and it, it kind of fit like a partial helmet. Oh and, man, yeah. Had the big throat protector, mm-hmm. yeah. But hey, man, those, those were, were the it was, days. It was awesome.
0: Them were the days. Stirrups,
1: uh, all the time. Yeah, Stirrups,
0: the sanitary. There you go. All right, uh, Mike Mullis here with us. I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about. Uh, the Pirates and I uh, want to talk to you about uh, just get your your take on the conference realignment stuff. Let's talk some off season ECU baseball. Okay, uh, the big story of the off season seems to be Amac transferring out to NC State. You had players drafted or signed with uh, professional teams, so there's some holes that Cliff Godwin's going to. have. It's going to be a young
1: team, but there's a lot of talent, quite obviously. You know what? And if you really think about it, you're returning quite a bit of the lineup defensively, right? I mean, your outfield behind the plate uh, up the middle your corners but we feel like you know Klontz going to first or, or you know there are several likely candidates at first base Klontz would seem to Clonch be Clunch would seem to be the logical right. answer right. and then you know the, the whole world is thinking Dixon Williams at third I can tell you this Dixon Williams continues to do what he did this summer if he does that going into the season next year he's going to be super exciting to watch uh, great athlete good runner we got a little taste of it this year uh, now whether or not he shakes out at third base I don't know But it's going to be very difficult to keep that left-handed bat out of lineup. Can he? uh, So he's had a great
0: year this summer. Awesome. Has he played in the outfield? I know he's He's, listed as an outfielder. Yeah, played 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 in the outfield. Played some
1: short. Has he played some? Yeah, I think he's played a little bit everywhere on the dirt. You know, and and, and some opportunity to run around the outfield. So
0: let me ask you this: Um, Can can he do it in sort of that? collegiate environment that environment of the hometown guy can can what he did this summer translate over
1: I, I, I don't see why not i mean he you know he it's the it goes back to you think about it this conversation has been had how many times every time a kid locally comes to east carolina and locally being really Pitt county you don't it doesn't really if a kid comes from lenore county uh to play at east carolina it's it's almost like it's they're not local although they're very local uh but you i mean the whole Naylor's uh kind of deal and uh, you think about the the, well, guys, the hometown, the home, the hometown boy, right? I, I, you know, I think it's how he, uh, it, it's any of these guys uh, or, or young ladies, it's how they perceive the opportunity. Th- there's no added pressure. If you came here from, you know, Fort Myers, Florida, uh, to come play baseball to East Carolina, the pressure is what you make of it, right? And it's a lot of it is self-generated, and and then it's just how you handle it. I, I look, I think it's a really cool thing. Dixon has a lot of folks here that are cheering for him. Uh, I think it's gonna be a matter of uh, he just needs to get out there, and get his legs underneath him and and understand you know there's a lot of security knowing you have security. Mm-hmm. there there's a there's a there's a lot a whole different feeling knowing that you're needed in the lineup, and you don't have to check the card every day and you know you're gonna have that opportunity. So, you know, I, I think he's gonna obviously he's gonna have to come in in the fall, and if you know if Coach Galvin or our staff was sitting here right now, they would tell you the same thing that everybody's gonna have to earn their spot. Uh, we obviously saw him go out and bring in a, uh, a middle infielder mm-hmm. from Pacific, so yep. create a little competition once again up the middle, and you know that's how you get better, right? You got to have competition at every position in practice. So, um, again, if Dixon does what he did offensively, they're going to find a place for him uh, in the lineup, and and I think his athleticism will play lots of different spots. You know,
0: the freshmen they brought in, they brought in a lot of kids from North Carolina who were mm-hmm. playing some big time
1: programs,
0: uh, and have just, I mean, just uber talented how do you see those kids panning out you know what they're freshmen
1: you worry more about them no different than when Dixon Williams came in as a freshman right you just there's a maturation process that goes into learning how to be an athlete at this level and no different than you know you kind of alluded to the, the the ECU guys that are in the pros Gavin Williams right now is learning how to be a professional at the highest level uh and and there's a lot of uh a lot of things that can't be taught, they just have to be experienced. Right. And I think that's what you're going to see with these guys. I like was 17 freshmen. Uh, I know just looking at it, I think they had several slash guys, so two-way guys, uh, several middle infielders. Uh, again, if these kids do nothing else, if if it, easy, if it doesn't look like they're going to break the lineup, but they're going to create competition, that's all you can ask for. If you get a kid that ends up being an everyday guy, and we've seen Cliff do that with yeah. young guys – That's a bonus.
0: Molly, what is the, uh, from the pitching perspective, you savage with USA Baseball this summer. Uh, Then you have Zach Root, who I know you're very high Mm. on.
1: What's the next level for those two guys? It's going to be really interesting. I mean, we saw Root do what he did last year as a freshman. Mm -hmm. It's going to be really interesting to see what that leap looks like. Does he come back a little stronger? He should be, just physical maturation. Come back a little stronger, a little better understanding again of how to be a collegiate pitcher at a at a you know a top twenty program perennial top twenty program, so just watching that maturation sh- should be a lot of fun for everybody. Your Savage is kind of you know he he's he's there right. This is this is a big year for him uh, from a draft standpoint. Uh, they can't worry about the draft. I'm sure you know it's it's said quite frequent frequently that you know you go out and take care of business the draft will take care of itself. He obviously everything is there. Uh, for, him to, for him to have the opportunities of professional baseball. Uh, but it's a matter of him going out and, and saying, hey, I'm going to take command of this and, and be that Friday night guy that, that the Pirates are going to clearly need him to be. The great Mike Mullis is uh, with us here on the PJ
0: Show today. Uh, Molly. let me shift gears to conference realignment. There's some thinking now that uh, the four Pac-12 holdovers could somehow matriculate into the American Uh, I haven't seen anything that I would consider highly credible with that. I don't think the Pac-12 is in a position to bring schools into their league, the four remaining ones, because they don't have anything. What do they have to sell? Yeah, what's the draw? Because right now they don't have a TV deal, and they don't even have the Apple deal. The Apple deal is going to be 23 to 25 basement. You could get more based on subscriptions, but – that has gone away now because right. a lot of the the players in that have gone away, and that was pretty good money even without UCLA and, and USC involved. Let's just let's let's play fantasy booker here and say that this this happens or fantasy commissioner and say this this merger happens. How does that, from the baseball perspective, mm. change things? Will West Coast start? Potentially, I, I, I don't know that you could do that, PJ. I,
1: th- I literally think you're going to have to play in each division. Yeah, I think, I don't think you have a choice. I, I just think the travel would be and not everybody gets into the uh, tournament. That's right. You're going to have to and maybe even pot it out and mix. I, I, I don't know how. We've never seen this before at that level, right? We've seen ACC go in, in two divisions, right? We, we've seen those things, but at that level to where you've got, I mean, let's just start with the pure logistics of where do you host that tournament? Do you play it in Kansas? You know, do, hey, we'll meet in the middle, uh, or do you alternate years, or, or alternate I think it every stays couple years? Clearwater, man, that's that's a tough deal. That's a tough deal to bring those teams over, and right. they're there, you know, it. I, so you know, you kind of uh, or alluded, it winds up somewhere in Texas, and that's to me would be logical. You know, you kind of or Arizona, all the spring training facilities right. there. Right. But you know, you, you said the fantasy. I think the fantasy is this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I, I, and if it's my fantasy or you know, we need to know on a different level. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if we need to know I, about some of these I, fantasies, look, Mike. I, I think, I think, w- what would be ideal if there can't be a true conference that aligns and makes sense, then, to, to see every sport other than football and basketball go into more of a regional type situation, where we have, you know, a UNCW in here for three. You have the Richmonds, You have Carolina. You have, I mean, all these. The variance of of talented programs within a four- to six-hour drive of Clark Clare Stadium is crazy. You could have an incredible schedule right. that would be very easy for, especially Pirate fans, to travel to different places and to make a long weekend about. of watching a, a, a baseball series. You know,
0: here's what's interesting as well to me. Um, Joe Giglio was on yesterday, and he made this point. It was so smart it's not about the conferences anymore.
1: You're they're, they're TV pieces. It's 100% right. And
0: I think for the American the draw would be you could have the TV windows in football and basketball from noon until midnight. You'd have that branding on television and you'd probably get a lot of west coast starts cuz something's got to fill those,
1: yeah, those TV and, slots. And, and and think about it when when you know when um, I don't know Washington state when you'd watch them play might be the last thing you do before you cut the TV off on Saturday night, right? I mean, historically, yeah, If you're right. going to watch organ play, you're going to watch it play twelve after dark. Yeah, yeah, as you're going to, you know, as you're going to bed. So, yeah, I, I mean, it makes sense from. Well, I don't even know if it makes sense from that standpoint. I, I can see it from that standpoint, but again, if we if we keep this thing intact and, and we try to find some way to intertwine the East and the West, we are completely. Um, doing a disservice to the student-athlete. Yeah. Any student-athlete that's not flying charter, that's going to be incredibly difficult. It's a nightmare. And and, I mean, you think about... Because whoever said getting there is half the fun hasn't been anywhere in a while. That's right. and Exactly right. And you think about just the issues of getting to Wichita State for baseball this year. Yeah. And they weren't the only team, right? There were several issues of just getting to Wichita State. When you start adding... Uh, the rest of the country that you've got to travel to get there and you got to make changes and you know, you're know you in airports and terminals and flights have to line up perfectly. You've got a lot of people on that travel party for talking about here at baseball. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, again, we we talked about Blake Hardigree in the Open and what a great job he does and what a phenomenal job that he did with the golf tournament. He's just such an organized, meticulous guy and personable and whatever. Man, that could make him the most hateful person that's ever taken a breath <laughs> trying to range. <laughs> The logistics for all this. Think about right. what they went through coming back from the conference. Was it the conference tournament where one group got diverted to Charlotte and they yeah. get back at what four or five in the morning? Uh, you know, kind of go home, brush teeth, get a quick shower, and come to Town Bank Tower for the for the you know to watch the regional selection show. So, um, I, look, man, if if we're going to keep if, if if any part of this is going to stay about a student athlete, this is totally unrealistic. If they keep it almost as two conferences, I don't know if you have the Pacific and the Amer the Pacific the and the and, yeah. you know and the and the, the uh, Atlantic in yeah. the American and they 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 run into each other in conference tournament time only. Maybe that's more plausible, uh, but you're still taking kids. You know, a lot of a lot of kids make decisions to play based off where their families can get to, and so now you're taking kids halfway across the country, even for the conference tournament. telling mom and dad, good luck. You know, good luck getting out here and and to come see your child. Uh, play, quote-unquote, college athletics.
0: Um, we've got uh, Mike Mullis here. A couple quick uh, things before we we say goodbye to you. Um, as far as uh, you mentioned Gavin Williams, and uh, what has impressed you about what he has done so far for the Guardians?
1: W- one word, improved. If you go from his first outing to his last two outings, he's a different guy. And you know you see more animation out of him than you typically do and I, I, I don't feel like – there have been a couple fist pumps on strikeouts. I don't think it's a fist pump for the strikeout. I think it's a fist pump because he threw 98, one ball above the top of the zone and got a swing. He, he, he now is pitching like a pro. He is hitting – not areas. He's hitting exact spots with regularity. Right. We're seeing him tunnel pitches where fastball 98, and then the next thing you know he's going slider 88 out of the same arm slot, starts in the same place – and, but you have the action of a slider as opposed to the action of the fastball. So he is turning into a big league pitcher. Uh, and, you know, it, part of that is just understanding it. He said it in one of his uh, pressers. You know, I, 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 he he's starting to realize that, that he belongs. And I'm, you know, kind of paraphrasing it exactly how he put it. But he's starting to realize that he belongs in the big leagues. And he's just going to get better, right? Stay healthy, go out, get your innings. Doesn't matter what the what the, the team's doing. They, when he got there, they were a half game up or a game up. Now they're four, four and a half out. It can't matter to Gavin. He's got to go out, take the ball right. and be a pro. Yeah. So I, what he's done, I think, is incredible. I, if there's any pirate that's surprising me right now, is I really thought at the trade deadline we would see a play for, for Norby. Right. I really thought of he would be or, involved yeah. in something that would – So the O's could get a piece. Yeah, or yeah. – yeah, yeah, that they kind of finalized their run. Now, maybe they think that much of him. Um, and maybe that's what he's got to take away from it but I really thought he was going to be kind of dangled out there and very well could have been but maybe they didn't get the bounty for him and whatever else that, that they wanted So, um, but he's the guy that I, I mean if he was with anybody other than the Orioles I would think you see him in the big leagues this year I just don't know if there's room for him on that roster yeah. is there uh, you're excited about football obviously yeah, pirate yeah. football
0: Yeah. what's and, your, what's your it, feel
1: for the season I think there's too many unknowns to have a feel. I think there's a lot of questions, and you know, and I, and and again, they've turned over a large margin of the you know starting rosters, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I think there are a lot of questions that are yet to be answered. I don't know how many of them will be, uh, how many of these questions will be answered against Michigan. That's right. a pretty tall tale. Uh, but you know, when you when you roll out and I, you know, you read different things, and Michigan had six linemen drafted last year. And they're saying that this is their best offensive line they've ever had. Six offensive linemen. Right. Right. You can only play five, right? right? Correct. Right. So a dude that didn't play got drafted. Uh and and now due to the start, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you I do mean, you give up on, yeah. kind of yeah. tongue in cheek, but but this is gonna be the best offensive line they've run out there. That's pretty impressive. So, um, you know, I I think it kind of remains to be seen. I think uh, you know, early on, it's going to be critical to get a win, and, and, and that, that, that Marshall game looms large. But, um, but you know, we'll see. Hopefully, it'll develop out. We'll see another bowl eligible team, and they'll you know coach uh, coach will continue to, to push this thing in the right direction.
0: I've got um, so I got sent the book here, Gridiron Legacy, and I, we get pitches all the time. This is not a beach book. This is a that is not a beach book. This is not a beach. It's it's quite quite large, quite thick. Greg Feisry is the author. Franco Harris did the uh, forward. Oh, cool. 352 pages. This is not a beach book. You're not taking this thing Mm-mm. under the shibumi.
1: No, it's not casual reading. <laughs> no.
0: A lot of pictures, which is good for me. And then my Cubs
1: hat. I saw that.
0: So, you know, I'm a long-suffering Chicago Cubs fan. Um, got the White Sox currently. hate the White Sox. And, you know, Henry and Hank and hank's son went to wrigley field and i asked the big hen, i said could you get me you know a cubs hat a lid yeah i need a new cubs hat all right so he said you'll get nothing and like it on air and that's fine that's fine um but he sent me pictures where he was at the stands And i said well i'll venmo you the money it's a gift so like i he, i circled the one in the picture i wanted And sent it back, right? I ranked them. And uh, then I get a text a few minutes later. uh, These are your choices of hats. These are the ones out on
1: the street and they're cheaper. So there you go. Well, you know what? He's so chintzy. Can we describe that as chintzy? Always thinking of others. But chintzy? Well, maybe. But I was trying to put a positive spin on it. See, and I wonder,
0: because this came from a street vendor. Is this official? I don't. Does that say
1: scrubs? (laughs) I think it does. Okay clubs Cl- clubs yeah. yeah no i you know i would have picked you i would have thought maybe more of like a true gamer i could see you in the blue with the bear yeah you know, the old i don't bear, like that one the, you don't like that i don't i love that look i it
0: don't like that look you know why i wanted to be an announcer because harry carrying steve stone really i thought if you could drink beer and smoke cigars in the booth this is the job
1: well and then you grew up and realized times have changed yes they right. have changed. Uh, neither one of those things are uh, are are permitted, or right. and they're certainly not. Uh, when know. I
0: did a few Kinston Indian games back in the day, uh, you could still smoke at Granger Stadium. So I might have. I tried to do the cigar one time. It's just it's too much. That would be a lot. It's too much.
1: Especially you get a little excited about something and accidentally take a little more in than you. Were we were really. outside. They, we were on that lead. Yeah. They put us the, out there for TV. They yeah, put us the I, press box. yeah. I think I'd rather be in the AC than sit outside in the heat have and a smoke a cigar. cigar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe have a cup of coffee while you're doing that in the, in the August run.
0: You know, there's people that drink coffee even today, like my, on days like this. My wife
1: would be one of those. Well, I do in the morning. Yeah, no, I'm talking like she may be having like a right cup now? right now. Yeah. So is my granddad. He's 94. Well, she's not quite there. No. Hopefully she'll make it.
0: All right. The great Mike Mullis is uh, with us. It's a Molly Tuesday. Uh, good to see you. Always. You stayed lo- longer than uh, I promised?
1: Well, I hope I haven't outstayed my welcome. No, no, but not know, at all. Know I'd, I'd love the, it if
0: you'd stay the whole time, but we have well, another the, guest. The show rolls on. I don't want to keep you uh, here, but it's good to see you. Always. Will you come back sometime, maybe next month? Anytime you invite me. Might do a Mully Wednesday. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Or Tuesday. All right, Mike Mullis with us. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the things that fans can get excited about uh, for the uh, upcoming Pirate football season. Uh, we'll get into uh, all of that next here on the PJ Show.
1: Have you noticed he's in his own little happy hour? We're back to the Patrick Johnson show on 94.3 The Game. This is the Happy Hour program. Here's the P-Man.
0: All right, uh, Pirate football right around the corner. Uh, Of course, the opener at number two, Michigan. Coming up on the uh, second Pirates' first home game will be against Marshall, longtime rival uh, on the uh, ninth, and that'll be a 4 o'clock game on September uh, 9th. uh we've got uh, with us uh, now the director of marketing and fan engagement justin bear is uh, joining us uh, here good to see you yeah. parts how thanks are for, you thanks for having me the train was we were just talking about it in the break when you came on last year it was right at the nc state game and yeah. that train she was a moving
2: yeah that uh, first day was the nc state game so i just i hopped right into the booth thankfully <laughs> i had a little i took a year off but i was here for four years so i at least right. had a general idea of what was going on around here but yeah, just jumped down the train for NC State in front of fifty-one thousand people, and then you know, and then of course we rolled with four straight home games. So, you know, by the time we were halfway through the year, and I was like, I mean, I was gassed, but it was it was it was fun.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, season tickets—they're mm-hmm. on sale now. Yep. Uh, John Gilbert spoke the other day; it was at fourteen-five approximately, yeah. uh, and uh, it's now eking up towards fifteen. Yeah,
2: we're uh, we're moving closer to fifteen. I mean, we're really at that point now. Is like, you know, we're happy with where that number is um you know I think we said at the beginning of the year we we're trying to hit 16 and you know that's obviously a, it was an ambitious goal mm-hmm. um but we're happy with where we're at now but really we're at that point now is like if you're still on the fence now's the time to do it I think you know we would love to have an NC State a Carolina a Virginia Tech those type of schools on the schedule every year um because it does add for our fans but I think the schedule we have this year is still still really good I mean mm-hmm. you have a I mean, Marshall's a great game to start with. It's oh, got a lot of— bowl team last year. Yeah, bowl yeah. team. I mean, a lot of history. That's a team that's going to compete for their conference championship. Um, you know, I think it'll be a very—I think it'll be a really cool game. There's members of the 1970 team that are coming mm-hmm. from our side. There's some people from the Marshall side that are planning on coming. So I think that's going to be a really cool way to start the year. But then you talk about you get a— Finally, you know, our fans have been clamoring for getting an in-state opponent, and now we get to play Charlotte every every two right. years at home. So I think that's going to be exciting, and then you have Tulane on the schedule. Who, I mean, they want a they want a New Year's sick game last year, right? So.
0: Tw- top, uh, I think twenty fourth of the preseason, yeah. top twenty five, yeah. also. So the Pirates right now have a couple of preseason yeah. top twenty five opponents on yeah. the schedule.
2: So I mean, it's, I definitely think it's a good one, and you know, I think some people always joke is like, we're going to see the Pirates, right? I mean, you know, that's right. that's why you're buying season tickets, so. um but the other big thing is, there are some people out there, the procrastinators of the world, who are still waiting to renew their season tickets. So we need to get those those folks in the door and, and filing and that. That'll help bump us up some too. Cause it's just,
0: ECUPirates.com, dot com, but uh, the the familiar old number if you want to speak
2: to somebody. Ooh, it's one uh, eight hundred dial ECU. Yeah, is that and I think it's seven three seven. 4500 right. is the number but
0: 1-800 dial ECU
2: yeah I think it's 252-737-4500 yeah. for the local folks but yeah um yeah that's the you know eight to five they're there and they're willing to help you if you want to talk about what your options are um season tickets do start as low as 115 dollars so if you're one of those people who you, you know you might not be able to go to all six games and you don't want to make that full commitment to you know the the purple chairbacks, there is options for you or if you know you have families and um, you know that is one of the exciting things that we have. Um, the Rogers family has made mm-hmm. a big commitment to the Kid Zone, um, which is something we've had, but um, it's something near and dear to their heart. So they've they've been working with us and and, and the Pirate Club and and trying to figure out how to improve that area. So. You know, we're trying to make this thing as as fan-friendly as possible.
0: R- remind folks uh, where that's going to be set up.
2: Uh, so it's right uh, in between Gate 2 and Gate 4, so on the south side of the stadium. Um, it's in that same place it's always at. Um, it's a big, grassy area, but we're going to put some, some new inflatables in there and different things for, for kids to do and make it so – you know, because it's a long, it's three hours is a long time for me to sit still. Right. So when you know you have a nine year old and they're, you know, they're itching, that gives you somewhere where you can go run them for 15, 20 minutes. And, you know, if you're a parent that's concerned about missing the game, there are TVs and things like that in there.
0: There's also uh, phone chargers. Yes. At there At the kid zone. There
2: is the phone chargers in the kid zone. So if you are a parent who um, maybe didn't plan properly <laughs> b- coming into the game day and you need to get your phone charged, that's right. in there too. So.
0: I think everybody has gotten uh, to the point just to, just to bear uh, ECU uh, director of uh, fan engagement marketing is uh, with us uh, here uh, on the Patrick Johnson show. I think people have gotten used to the clear bags to go yeah, in yeah. now. That's kind of commonplace yeah. across the board and yeah. things. But just a, a reminder for, for people maybe that, uh, you know, don't know that for whatever reason. Yeah,
2: it's uh, so if you're going to bring in a non-clear bag, it's one of those those clutch purses that women have. Um, that size, but it's a, um, I think it's a 9 by 11 clear bag, which you can still go to Dowdy, UBE, anybody mm-hmm. in town sells right. them, and and you can bring in whatever you want within that clear bag. Um, but, yeah, I think our fans have sort of finally started to understand that, and it's, you know, pretty much anywhere you go in the country at this point, the clear bag policy is in right. effect. So, uh,
0: What are some of the other game day features that fans can look forward to this year? Um,
2: I think one of the cool things, um, Jarrett Osmick, our head of creative, mm-hmm. is um, – he's taking on the reins of the intro video. Oh. Uh, so Curtis Thiemann from Port City Films has done a great job for the last, uh, I think it's five years now. Um, but it was kind of, he's kind of said, I'm ready to step back from it. So uh, Jarrett took it on and he... Uh, so
0: it's in-house. It's
2: in-house. He's yeah. doing it. Um, Jarrett's awesome. He's, I mean...
0: he's Very extreme, creative. E-
2: Extremely talented, extremely creative, but he grew up here. His, his dad is in the Pirate Club and whatever, so he understands the tradition of ECU, so... His intro video this year, if he pulls off what his his vision was, um, it's kind of an ode to some of the old intro videos that I know some of our fans really love. So that's going to be really cool. Um, we're working on a potentially a new DJ um, within the oh. stadium to play some different music and things like that. I know that's one of those. I always thought that's the biggest headache for me is music because <laughs> I always say it's like I could play any song in the world and there is going to be at least one person. Who doesn't the, like it. Who doesn't like it. And so... And then they, you know, they tell me that they don't like the music I'm playing. I'm like, well, the other 90% like it. But, you know, we're always trying to stay fresh and and, and – you know, keep that as as top of mind as possible because it is one of those sort of subconscious things that you don't really think about as a fan, but you're you're noticing. You notice the music that's playing during the games.
0: You know, last year for the first home game, there was uh, some of the logistical yeah. issues. Have some of that yeah. has some of that been solved?
2: Yeah, so we'll. Uh, I think we're going to release some stuff next week, but uh, John and Airmark have been working hand in hand. So Airmark, uh, who is our concessionaire, they have two divisions. They have higher education and they have sports entertainment. Um, we were previously working with higher education. We're moving over to the uh, sports and entertainment side. Uh, oh, that's good. So, yeah, so they're they're a little bit more adept at understanding how to work a, a facility and things like that. So um, we are increasing the number of the point of sales. Um, so I think that's really going to help because I do know – you know, we we definitely heard about it after the NC State game right, last year. Right. Um, those issues, and obviously that's not something that we want, especially, you know, here in eastern North Carolina. it's that hot, we don't want people struggling to get water. So um, we're increasing the number of point of sale, so hopefully that that alleviates some of those line issues.
0: And then what are some of the uh, first home weekend things that you're kind of responsible for that fans can look forward yeah, to? Yeah, so,
2: um, you know, my side, I think, is a, a lot of the stuff that happens in game and around right. actual game day. But, um, you know, that first game is going to be – be cool too because um we will be honoring jeff charles and um we're having an event friday night for that um which i think more details will be released on that as we get closer but um you know i I think you know just getting greenville involved and you know we don't really have a lot of hand in in freeboot friday but i think that's such a great event that greenville puts on um and gets people excited about um about ecu and about um pirate football so um you know we're just kind of getting there getting ready and Getting close.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got uh, the director of marketing and fan engagement, Justin Baer, with ECU Athletics. Uh, season tickets are on sale now, uh, around fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. But you want to get that uh, as close to sixteen it's, as you yeah, possibly the, can. The
2: more we can, because ultimately, I mean that you know our fans are so great, and we have such a great home field advantage in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. But I personally think the more the more people that are in there, the more enjoyable it is for everybody. You know, I mean, if you if you've ever been to some of those games where, especially, you know, in the, the 2017, 2018 time where the 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 crowd wasn't as as thick, it wasn't as fun. You know, you enjoy you build that energy from everybody around right. you. So we're just trying to to get there and and ultimately too, from an athletic department perspective, is you know that's the lifeblood. The more season tickets we have, the more we can invest into our programs, the more we can invest into into winning and, and upgrading different things around our facilities.
0: One thing I'll say last year, too, the students were really into the, every game yeah. last year. They, yeah. they they really showed up for every game last yeah, year. Yeah,
2: our students are great. And, I mean, they're they're the ones that ride the wave the most. But um, our students have really been showing up, um, you know, football, basketball. I mean, across the board, too. It's not – just football. I mean, I think we averaged almost a thousand students for men's basketball last year, which is great. That provides such a great home home court advantage for Coach Schwartz. And mm-hmm. I mean, you saw it a few times last year. I mean, they they made some late comebacks, and it, I think it was really attributed to that that atmosphere, that yeah, energy that absolutely. students bring. And then, obviously, what's what's happening out at Clark Blair Stadium and in that right field area has been been awesome to see. Because when I first started, you know, students were showing up, but it wasn't packed out there. Now that right field is a a legitimate well, home field advantage so when right?
0: we showed up to do tv for the uh, campbell game the final mm-hmm. home game the students i guess they were you know is that near yeah, the end of the after uh, the school year right so but the line was oh, yeah. wrapped around oh yeah it went forever
2: i mean when they when we played carolina that that friday in february i mean i went out there i think that game started at four and right. i mean i was out there at one o'clock and the this line was almost to the track stadium so i mean, it's it's cool to see the students supporting that program and obviously what cliff is building out there has has justified that but um you know we're that's one of my big things and what we're always working is to try to get the students there because we really feel like that sets the sets the tone like when the students are into it everybody else the the season ticket holders the single game buyers they get into it because the students are getting into it
0: so uh certainly looking forward to football season but looking forward to basketball we're gonna have coach Schwartz on uh, this show uh, thursday uh sinai uh good lord willing the creek don't wa- rise we will be there for mm-hmm. the plus games that yeah. uh and john gilbert was saying yesterday that that presentation on television in Minji's now will be greatly enhanced with the led lights that are being put in
2: yeah so unfortunately uh for those who went to some games late uh in the year last year you learned that our our light system that shutters those lights um decided that it no longer wanted to shut our lights so um we needed to finally upgrade and so we're doing that um they're actually working on that now yeah. um so it should be ready for volleyball season here in a couple of weeks oh, but cool. yeah um but it's gonna really enhance what we can do in terms of our game day atmosphere and you know we can we can program some different light shows so you know pre-game intros we can have lights going everywhere and, and you know really building that atmosphere but even cool things like when we're doing no quarter now like we can have red lights going around the stadium and things like that so um that's really I think gonna you know add a lot to the to the game day atmosphere the game day experience for people and then um, we're working too on the new chairbacks behind the benches um, oh yeah so yeah. that's uh, they've started that work they've torn everything out um, I believe it's September 15th they're gonna start installing the new ones so I think that's gonna be nice because one thing that we really struggle with is and and you know because you you sit on the opposite side is you have those students who are all right behind you, right. and they're great. Oh, we know they're right behind <laughs> us. Yeah, yeah, you know they're there, there. Um, and I know that they get in your shots, and they have... It's, it's, we love you, it. Yes, it's we great. We love it, because they participate. It. It's yeah. part of the atmosphere, yeah. Um, but the hard thing for us is then you look at it on TV, and it looks like nobody's there.
0: Right, because of the visiting. Because of the yeah.
2: visiting teams or whatever, but um, I think adding those chairbacks on the other side, I think there's going to be some season ticket holders who are going to start moving down a little bit close to the court, because quite frankly, those chair, those benches aren't the most comfortable thing to sit on. So now having those chair backs down there, I think we're going to see a lot more season ticket holders move down that way, and it's going to look a lot better on TV.
0: You know, Wilmington did that, and that uh, it's made a huge difference, in, mm-hmm. and they didn't lose anything from an atmosphere perspective yeah. in Trask. So yeah. I, I would expect that yeah, will no. greatly enhance the, yeah, uh, I think the game day gonna, atmosphere.
2: It's only going to improve it because I think we're going to get more people in that lower lower bowl, which is what we need, and, and we're not really losing any student seating. Um, you know, all of their their spots are still going to be there, so they're going to be able to fill that lower bowl, and I think it's going to be really great for men's basketball this year. Justin, thanks
0: for coming in today. We'll uh, get you in maybe during the season at some point before homecoming or something, and, and yeah. talk about all that. That'd be great yeah, for sure. All right, just to bear with us uh, and uh, ECUPirates.com for season tickets. I'll be back. Wrap up the show right after this. All right, thanks to Justin Baer for coming in, ECU Athletics Marketing and Fan Engagement uh, Director. Thanks to Molly for being in, Mike Mullis, talking some ball with him in the offseason. And a uh, big thanks to uh, Clark Willis for producing and Jermon uh, in the house today. All right, uh, back tomorrow with uh, Jim Zoki. We'll have Coach Swartz on Thursday, Doug Martin, Brian North on Friday. See you in the morning on Talk of the Town. 7 a.m. back here tomorrow at 5 for the PJ Show.